Welcome to the Suit to Sneakers podcast, a place where we ditch the corporate life for the entrepreneurial adventure. I'm your host, Aaron Bins, business coach and Toronto realtor. I'm a straight shooter with a big dose of kindness, and I can't wait for you to write your next chapter. Together, we will discover what you really want, how to go for it, and to get through those ups and downs of being your own boss. There will be real conversations on how to build your dream business, how to take those scary risks, and how to exceed your clients' expectations all the while building a serious kick-ass business without taking yourself too seriously. Oh, and there will be a dash of motherhood tidbits in there because let me tell you, the juggle is real. Let's hang up that blazer and put on your favorite pair of sneakers instead of wearing those shoes you know don't fit anymore. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast, everyone. So glad you're here. Today, I'm going to talk to you about, give you a recap of the workshop I held last week on the Spring Forward Q2 Planning and Execution Workshop and really take you through, you know, some things that come up for a lot of people, like how do we take care of our clients? What are your goals? Your whole conversation around sales, client care and executing it. So I'm going to take you through it and hopefully you'll have some insight and reshape your thinking when it comes to clients and sales. You know, When it comes to changing your perspective on how to take care of your clients, you know, staying connected with your clients, it's going regularly is really going to build trust with them and reliability. And when you build trust, you build a strong relationship and raving fans. And when you build raving fans, you build authority and you are building this authority to develop a reputation as the go-to person in your field. Because guys, remember, there are a lot of people who do what you do. There's a lot of people who do what I do, right? But you don't want to give them an excuse to go somewhere else. So like the current state of the nation can kind of be where some common reasons as to why you don't want to call past clients are, is I don't want to bother them. I feel like I'm always asking for something, you know, maybe I'm afraid to contact them because maybe they didn't have a good experience with me. Um, and you don't want to sort of face that, right? Or it just seems really scary to reach out to past clients. And then the longer you're out of touch with them, the longer it is that you'll actually, or the less likely you will be to get in contact with them. Because right now what's happening is you're spending like 80% of your time, your effort, trying to find new clients and you're only taking about 20% of your clients of the repeat clients. And what we want to do is completely flip that around so that your revenue is coming. 80% of your revenue is coming from the repeat client or that your clients are referring you new business. And then 20% is coming from new clients. So do you find it difficult to find new clients? Um, Like, what do you tell yourself when you're finding new clients? Is it like, well, I don't want to call, I don't want to call this person because I'm nervous or what will they think of my business? Or maybe I'm new in my business and, you know, they're not going to think I know what I'm doing. But the more you stay in touch with people, this is how to build a strong relationship. Check in with your clients just because, especially in this state of the world, Connecting to your clients on a human-to-human level is like basic 101 humanness, not even in sales, right? 
you know, keeping your word, be reliable, like consistency is the key here. And like, there's nothing wrong with wearing your heart on your sleeve. Like who I am in business is no different than who I am in my personal life. Just be yourself because people see through the inauthenticity, like see through it within 30 seconds, you know? So you may be asking, you may be saying like, okay, Aaron, like that's all well and good, but how do I actually like implement this? How do I move forward when it comes to um, implementing client care? So I want you to actually, you could grab some pen and paper or you can go listen to this again, but list out three things that you could implement right away that's going to make a big difference. And it could literally be writing down the three people that you want to connect with for a sale in your business. Because guys, at the end of the day, if you are an entrepreneur, you are a salesperson. I'm sorry for all of you to break it to you. For those of you who don't like being associated with a salesperson, but I'm a salesperson and guys, I'm a good person. Okay. Like it's okay to be a salesperson and it's okay to like sales and it's okay to be really good at it. Right. So you want to think of like, what are three things that you could do that are going to make a big difference in your business, but also the way in which you can show your clients that you really care and that you, are there to service them. So sort of think about that. Mull it over as you listen to the podcast, you know, and you really want to think of for your goals, like how do you want your clients to feel when it comes to your business? And what are your sales goals for the next three months? Do you have sales goals? And when you think about your goals too, it doesn't mean that whatever you did last month has to be an increment of the next month doesn't have to go up by 5%, 10%. It literally could go up by 30%, 40%. You could double your income. It doesn't matter. But as long as you have to put some kind of goal down, you have to tell the universe what you want because the universe is just waiting for you to say like, what, what does she want? And I'll give it to her, but she hasn't told me what she wants or being very clear on what she wants. So when you're setting your goals, you know, Come from a place of creation, experience, and how you want your clients to feel because that's how your sales are going to come to you in the same fashion. Like, do you relate to your clients as a number or a sale or what are you going to do with your money as opposed to leaving them with a really great impression, being of service to them and really helping your clients so that other people aren't, they're not using anybody else and maybe wasting their money or that, you know, they didn't have a good experience with somebody else. So you can't look at your clients as a transaction. You have to look at them as a partner and, and that they can choose anybody else to work with. So let them choose you. And if you're disconnected, if you feel like you're disconnected from your past clients, it's because you are. And it is okay. We're going to change things around and it's okay to go back to your old clients or not old clients, past clients to really reconnect with them. It's okay. And it's okay to call it out that you haven't been in contact with them. So you want to think about things of what can you change immediately, like today that would make an impact on your business? What do you want to change over the next month? And what do you want to implement over the next three months? And that might be like, you need to hire somebody or you need to completely revamp the systems you're using or all that type of thing. 
whatever, break it down so it makes it a little bit easier to digest. And this is where you want to look at your pricing. You know, where are your clients coming from? I've said this before, like if you broke down your 2020 sales, where was the majority of your sales coming from? Are they referrals? Are they direct? Are they your website? Are they social media? Are they, um, could be from anywhere else. And then look at your price point. What is your average price per spend? Maybe that is all, and I'll, I'll tell you, 90% of women entrepreneurs or many entrepreneurs aren't charging enough. So this is my cue to tell you to increase your prices. And think about who over the next couple of months, who could you collaborate with? How can you grow your team? What can you outsource? And it could even be outsourcing five hours a, a week, five hours a month of outsourcing to somebody. doesn't have to be huge, right? So when we sort of talk about sales, we're going to talk about like the good, the bad, and the, oh, the ones we avoid, right? Common sales um, thoughts like around it is like, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to bother anybody, you know, um, I'm, again, I'm new. They're not going to uh, know. They're not going to want to buy from me because I'm new at my job. You know, you believe that salespeople have to be really self-oriented or you're not a natural salesperson as my fingers are in quotes right now. Or you've collected bad evidence of other people who are terrible salespeople or who, di who didn't treat you right or correctly or with respect. So you have that in your mind that those types of salespeople or like the age old, I don't want to be a used car salesman. These poor used car salesmen, guys, there's some really great used car salesmen out there, right? But that is really what gets associated with it. With it. But in fact, people buy from people who they know, like, and trust. The rest are just stories that we've made up so that you don't have to get a little uncomfortable or actually reach your goals. You are excellent at what you do and you treat your clients with respect and integrity. You're honest. Embrace the sales process. Like when you change your thoughts around the sales process, then there's like this less stigma that you've created. And it's so much more fun. You know, like it's just being who you are and you get to sell them a really great service or product at the same time. So some areas you want to look at when it comes to sales is like, how can you, how do you deal with your database, right? Is it right now, is your database like basically like, is your email your database and you go back and find clients throughout your email? Is it an Excel spreadsheet? Is it a CRM? And for those of you who don't know what a CRM is, a customer relationship management tool. So that would be like an actual piece of software that you can use to track your clients. When was the last time you called them? What's the um, your sales process? Like you can create lists and all these checklists and things in there. You know, do you have your, your monthly or your weekly newsletter to help engage people? Maybe for your newsletter, you want to make sure you're always giving value. Um, but like maybe you need to do like a little mini challenge to your newsletters or engagement. And like, who are your referrals? Like, that's another thing to go through your list and say, like, who actually referred these piece of business, pieces of business and acknowledge the people who are your raving fans. 
And then maybe you want to do a free offering. Like what can you create as a free offering to help people see what you do? That's another thing. I'm also working on that. And listen, guys, just because I say these things doesn't mean I also have all my stuff in order. I'm working on things as well. So I actually brought this up on the, um, the workshop this week. And this might help you break down and kind of focus your time. This is, I actually took this directly out of when I worked at the hotel. So when we would have these big meetings, we would actually, um, like as to when our quotas would get set and, you know, the business planning stage, we would break our clients out into different accounts. So different accounts would be the acquisition account, which is, your new clients? Where are your new sales? So these are like where people have never bought from you before. What or who are your development accounts or development clients? So this is where there are people in your business who give you business, who buy from you on a regular basis, who are consistent. But, you know, there's actually some other offerings you could offer them. You could enhance their program that they're, they've purchased or say for instance, they've purchased an entry level program for you and you actually have a different program that would be really valuable to them. You could offer that, or maybe they use your services for 10 hours a month or a week. But if you offered to take on a different project for them, that could up it to 20 hours or 15 hours a month or a week. So those are the people who like, there's room for movement. There's room for them to purchase more or for you to be of of different service to them. So take a look at what you're offering your clients and how can you offer them something different. And retention accounts. These are people or accounts that buy from you, but you they're maxed out. Like they're giving you everything they have. Those are the people who you don't want to up and leave you for that you're taking advantage, that you could be neglecting them or not putting as much attention on them. You want them to make you feel special or for them to feel special and for you to really, you know, be so appreciative because these guys are the ones who are giving you everything they have. Um, and sometimes with your retention counts too, you want to look at your price point because maybe you haven't increased their prices over the years, but you need to also do that as well. So acquisition, development, and retention, it just helps you break down where you're spending all your time. If you're spending all your time on your retention accounts, you need to take that focus off a little bit and look at your development and acquisition. Because I'll tell you, acquisition is probably the one that you're avoiding the most because that's where like it occurs to you as like hardcore sales. That's for people who don't know you and that they have to learn to get to know you. And that's also too where your referrals come in. Somebody from your development section could actually give you a referral of for a new account that's going to go into your acquisition account. I hope this makes sense. And if it doesn't, please let me know and I can help you out. Just send me a message on Instagram. You know, when you're asking for referrals, the best time to ask for them is make it seem like you're not even really asking. But if a client says, oh my gosh, Erin, oh, I'm so happy. You have been so like helpful and I'm seeing my business grow and I, and I booked new accounts all because of the advice you gave me. Boom, boom, boom. That is the moment where, oh my gosh, you, I love working with you as well. You're amazing. You're my ideal client. 
who in your network do you think that I could also work with? Who could we also help? Because it's making a big difference. Like you ask in that moment, you know, it's one of those times where it's like, that doesn't seem awkward to ask in the moment, as opposed to like sending an email to somebody or a message, like six months later saying, Hey, do you know anybody I could work with? Like, it seems weird. Right. And also you could also tell your friends and family exactly what you do. So I'll tell you, a lot of people don't even know what you do. Uh, so it could just be like sharing more about your business, uh, with your friends and family. So, and asking them to like reshare your stuff on Instagram, if they can, like it's just when you're talking to them, it doesn't have to be weird or awkward. So how can you sell to your past clients? You know, you might want to do an analysis on what they've on their business and then see giving them an offer as to what you think they could do differently in their business and how you can help them. And when was the last time you sent out an update or like this could also be if like you haven't been in touch with your clients in a really long time. This could be your one email that says, call it out. Like I have been terrible at keeping in touch and I'm not going to do that going forward. Going forward, I've got a plan. You're going to hear from me. Here are some updates in my business of what's been going on. And I'll tell you, you'll have some clients to say, oh my gosh, I was just thinking of you. How are you doing? Oh, I need to actually change something on my website. Can you help me with that? Or whatever it might be. So that's really where you want to reconnect with them. And this is where the whole client care comes into play. Like, how do you actually stay in touch with them? Like, let's say you have leads coming in. So leads might be coming to you via your website, via direct email or Instagram. But what can happen is all those leads can kind of like get lost in the shuffle. So I actually tell people to do like a weekly lead review. So say every Friday at 10 a.m., you go through all the leads that um, people sent you or go through and just like either keep a spreadsheet of when you're going to check in with them again, but making sure that you take everybody out of your Instagram DMs or your Facebook DMs or anywhere and put them somewhere so that you can, it can remind you to go back to them. And that's when you can also follow up with them asking, can I get your email or let me send you some more information, but it just gets lost in the shuffle. So, and then if they've purchased from you, how do you want your clients to feel? What kind of onboarding experience or sales experience can you enhance in your business that maybe you're doing something you want to do something different or add some luxury into it or um, send them a welcome package or give new clients, especially the ones who have just purchased, like a lot of attention and stay in communication with them. Don't sort of let them drop off and check in with them to make sure that you're meeting their expectations because you might think you are, but everybody receives information differently. And then with your current clients. So really, you've got your leads. You've got when they've purchased and now they're your current clients. I'm going to ask you again, like, how do you want them to feel? I could probably ask you this over and over again, but it's really, are you giving that? Do you want them to feel appreciated? Do you want them to feel that their, their business matters? Do you, you know, and ask yourself, do you think they actually feel that? Or are they just like occurring to be as like a transaction? What can you do for your current clients? And these are the ones that you've been working with for a while. Like, 
Can you do a random act of kindness? Could you send them a little note to say, how are you doing? Um, do you have their birthday? Are they on your holiday list card or your holiday gift or card list? You know, that have, when was the last time you kind of reconnected with them and have you promoted their business? Have you referred somebody to their business? That's always a great indication. If you want people to refer people to your business, you got to refer to other people. It's like that whole giving and receiving. And then we come up to your past clients. I talked a little bit about this, but when was the last time you were in touch with them? Send them, you know, a reintroduction email, add them to your newsletter, just really stay connected with them. So when it comes to the execution of this, you want to look at your sales, being intentional, bringing, bring, being intentional is going to bring clients in quicker and with more ease, setting your goals, setting your targets for each month, each quarter, each year, staying connected to your clients. That's going to bring you the revenue. I promise you. And experience. So you've got sales, client care, and experience. Really think about what is your unique client experience? What makes you different from everyone else? And again, where are your clients coming from? You want to get a real handle on that because it's going to tell you where to put your time and your effort. Who's referred you? Where'd your business come from? Who are your top 10 clients? Do you know that? And what's the average spend per sale. And also think about this. You also want to think about what kind of client you want to work with. I'll tell you this week. It's a funny story. It's kind of a bit off topic, but I got a call from my financial planner and he's like, Aaron, I have a referral for you. He says, finding referrals for real estate um, is very hard because everybody has a brother or a cousin. So he's like, listen, I want you to take care of my sister. She has got a house that needs to be sell sold. But I'll tell you, she's a little tough to work with. Um, and she only wants to do it for 4%. And typically in Toronto, it's 5%. So I was like, okay, sounds like a great, great referral. So anyways, I had a call with her. And literally the first thing out of her mouth was, I will only do it for 4%. If you won't do it for 4%, you're, I don't want to waste your time. And I don't want you to waste my time. And I was like, ah. okay. So anyways, I, I sort of... You know, I knew uh, that she wanted to move to Nova Scotia or she's moving to Nova Scotia. So I was like, I'm from Nova Scotia. I totally want her over and everything. So let's ha let's reconvene, have a conversation about how we can make this work. And then after, guys, my the inner voice was like, run, run away, run. So I called her back and I said, this is it's not going to work. We haven't even seen your house yet. Who knows what's in it? It was a rental property. So it is going to be, who knows what you're going to walk into. So she said, well, if you're going to walk away for that much money, forget it. I don't want to work with you anyways. I was like, okay, this, this is just not meant to be right. And so sometimes guys, you just have to walk away from pieces of business. And then the next day, my clients from last year, who I did the biggest deal with, we did three transactions with them said, I have a referral for you. It's one of our friends. They're looking for a house. I'm going to, what I'm going to send them your email great. Amazing. So when you turn one down, I'm telling you the right ones are going to come along. So also really look at that of like, who are you working with? And do you really want to be working with those people? And then for all of this, really, 
a few tips on client care too. You want to make it personal. So if you're going to send a gift, send a personal gift and really like get to know your clients and what they really like and what they really appreciate. Always handwrite your cards. Don't have somebody else do it. I don't care how busy you are. It makes a difference. And if your clients are parents and you want to do something great for them, parents are strapped right now. Do something great for the kids. Like as parents, I learned this so long ago from my old director at the hotel is that when you get, when you do something for kids, the parents, like your heart will melt. And like, it just helps us as parents. And it shows that you really do care. And just check in with your clients, guys, just check in to see how they're doing. Doesn't mean you have to phone them. You can text them if you really want to, but a phone call is really nice. How would you like it to get a phone call on your birthday, right? People want to talk to people and they don't want to do it over video chat anymore. They're tired of it, but a good old fashioned phone call. I know all you millennials who do not want to talk on the phone are saying, Aaron, I'm not calling, but it does. I love it when the phone rings, just say hello. Cause we don't get that many calls anymore. Right. And all of this impl- implementation, a great thing to do is to time block it. So your, um, weekly lead review, you want to do that every week, do it at the same time. And you could even do like block time for creating your newsletter and actually doing these things. Or you could even time block about writing your birthday cards for the entire month. Doesn't matter. But all these things are going to make a difference for you. They're all going to help you in your business. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that you guys take on a few things here. Of course, let me know. Tag me. Um, send me a DM if you have any questions. I'm always happy to help, especially too when it comes to like the world of gift giving. I love talking about that. So please just take this on and plan a little because it will help you in the end be more efficient and be more strategic and bring in the revenue. That's the key here, right? So until next time, I will see you later. Thanks so much for listening to the Suit to Sneakers podcast. I created this space because I know it could have helped me when I was making big decisions in this entrepreneurial journey. And hearing what's possible, the big vision, and those practical tips all rolled into one space would have made a massive difference. I am so glad you're here and I truly appreciate you tuning in. Listen, I'm going to ask you for a few things. If you know of someone who could use this episode in their life, I would love for you to send it along. And please don't forget to share this in your Instagram stories and tag me. If you could also five-star rate and review this podcast, I would be so grateful. This helps us get the podcast out there to more people. And the more people who hear this, who are living their purpose, building their dream business, and sporting their favorite sneakers, the happier the world will be.